This is Outcasting Overtime, from Media for the Public Good, producer of Public Radio's LGBTQ youth programs. Hi, I'm Dhruv, a youth participant in Outcasting's main studio in Westchester County, New York. On this edition, Outcaster Andrew talks about his experience using public bathrooms as a trans person and the effect that policing of bathrooms has on the trans community as a whole. For most people, there's nothing particularly stressful about using public bathrooms. You go in, do your business, and get out. You've probably never questioned which bathroom you're supposed to use or whether it's safe for you to do so. But for me and for other transgender people, it's a lot more complicated than that. Before coming out, I spent most of my life using the women's bathroom. I never had any problems with this until I cut my hair short a couple of years before coming out. From that point on, an increasing number of strangers who saw me would read me as male. Not long after cutting my hair, I remember an incident when I walked into a public bathroom right behind a woman. She was sort of handing off the door to me since I was walking in right behind her, but when she saw me, she turned around and said, This is the women's bathroom clearly implying that I didn't belong there. I was taken aback, humiliated, and unsure of how to handle the situation. I just said, excuse me, as if I didn't know what she was talking about, and after a few moments of looking at me suspiciously, she continued into the bathroom. Going forward, it wasn't so common for people to directly confront me in the bathroom, but it was common for people to give me suspicious looks, and I was always afraid of being confronted again. There wasn't much I could do about the situation. I knew that I didn't belong in the women's bathroom, and clearly many of the strangers I encountered thought the same. But before I was out, using the men's bathroom was out of the question, especially if I was with or might be seen by anyone I knew. I would use gender-neutral bathrooms whenever there were any, but I often just ended up doing whatever I could to avoid using public bathrooms, although of course that wasn't always possible. For trans people, particularly those who aren't fully out, or can't reliably predict how strangers will perceive them, deciding what bathroom to use can be stressful and complicated. We mean well and don't want to face any confrontation in public bathrooms, so we usually just want to use whatever public bathroom we're least likely to attract attention in. However, that isn't always predictable or possible. I'm lucky enough that strangers almost always perceive me as male, so I've never had any problems using the men's bathroom. However, not every trans person has that privilege. Most trans people go through a point, sometimes lasting years or even forever, when different strangers will perceive them as different genders. This can make it almost impossible to guarantee that everyone around you thinks you're using the right public bathroom. Sometimes there is no right bathroom for us. For example, using the bathroom was particularly uncomfortable at the research lab I was working at last summer. At that point, I was out to some people, and I might have used the men's bathroom in some situations, depending upon who I was with. However, I wasn't out to the people at my lab, so they considered me female. I was afraid to use the men's bathroom, in case someone from my lab saw me. I spent the whole day at the lab, so it was inevitable that I needed to use the bathrooms there regularly. So I had no choice but to use the women's bathroom. Not only did this make me uncomfortable, it also made other people uncomfortable. I remember incidents where I would be washing my hands, and I'd see someone open the bathroom door to walk in, see me, look up at the bathroom sign, look back at me, and turn around and walk away, apparently too disturbed by or suspicious of my presence to use the same bathroom as me. I just had to pee, and the women's bathroom felt like the only option in that situation, but incidents like this made it shameful and stressful. Even now that I use the men's bathroom without issue, I still can't quite shake the general anxiety I get about using public bathrooms, nor the habit of avoiding them. 
I know that I'm unlikely to face any confrontation in public bathrooms anymore. In addition to the fact that nearly all strangers perceive me as male, people using the men's bathroom tend to face a lot less scrutiny than people using the women's bathroom. This is because women tend to be more concerned about predatory men than men are about predatory women, with good reason. But even knowing all of that, using public bathrooms still makes me anxious. My stressful experience with public bathrooms isn't unique among trans people. The 2015 U.S. Transgender Survey of trans people across the United States found that, like me, 59% of trans people have avoided public bathrooms in the past year out of fear of confrontation. Keep in mind that this whole survey only asked about occurrences from a single year, not from the people's entire lifetimes. Trans people aren't just avoiding bathrooms out of paranoia. 24% recalled being told they were in the wrong bathroom. 12% had been attacked, harassed, or sexually assaulted in a bathroom. And 9% had been denied access to the right bathroom. And avoiding bathrooms affects trans people's health. The survey found that 31% of trans people avoided eating or drinking in order to avoid needing to use the bathroom. And 8% of trans people reported having a kidney or urinary tract infection as a result of avoiding bathrooms. Again, all of this is just from the year preceding the survey. This survey was in 2015, but things haven't gotten better since then. In 2016, North Carolina passed a law requiring that trans people, when they were in many public buildings, use the bathrooms corresponding with the sex listed on their birth certificate. The law was quickly repealed after nationwide boycotts put massive economic pressure on North Carolina. But it pulled trans people and our bathroom rights further into the national political conversation, causing complaints, particularly on the right, about trans people being allowed to choose which bathrooms they use. These complaints usually involve concerns about allowing men in women's bathrooms, but keep in mind that the North Carolina bill would have forced me to use the women's bathroom, the very place where I have made a lot of women very uncomfortable in the past, and where most women who see me would agree that I don't belong. In addition, the fear of trans people being dangerous or predatory in bathrooms is completely unfounded. In fact, more Republican lawmakers have been arrested for sexual misconduct in public bathrooms than trans people have. That's three Republican lawmakers, and according to multiple reports, zero trans people. The best policy towards trans people in public bathrooms is to respect our ability to judge which bathroom is safest and best for us and those around us. Whenever possible, we want to use the bathroom in which we're least likely to draw attention to ourselves, which is by definition also the one where we're least likely to make others uncomfortable. Forcing us to use any particular bathroom or trying to tell us which bathroom you think we belong in, is counterproductive to that goal. We're the experts in our own situations and lives, and we know what option is best for us. Often, though, the options aren't great. Gender-segregated bathrooms force tough decisions and uncomfortable or even unsafe situations on many trans people, both binary and non-binary. For the sake of our safety, dignity, and state of mind, it's important to stop politicizing our bathroom choices. Many people who have never met a trans person might say that, as a trans male, I belong in the women's bathroom. But I can assure you that many of the women I've encountered in women's bathrooms would disagree. Thanks for listening to Outcasting Overtime. Outcasting Overtime is a production of Media for the Public Good, which produces Public Radio's LGBTQ youth programs. Our executive producer is Mark Sophus. Visit us at outcastingmedia.org to get information about outcasting, make your tax-deductible donation, watch outcasting videos, access our social media links, and listen to outcasting and outcasting overtime. 
Thanks, and thanks for listening.